because he has anointed me to hear and apply his word. I'm about to know better so that I may do better, have better, and be better. I am becoming everything God has destined me to be. I am becoming everything the devil fears I'll be. I'm becoming everything the haters say I could never be. So after today, I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, slap three people, high five, and say, you got to get your seat in the ground. Amen, amen, amen. All right. Well, let's get started. We started this at the very beginning of the year. We started this, this, this declaring that this year would be a year of tremendous fruitfulness. It's the will of God that we would bear fruit in our lives. You're like, well, what do you mean bear fruit? God chose us. You didn't choose, Jesus said, you didn't choose me. But I chose you. And I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. Not just appointed you, but he anointed you. He didn't just say, go do it. He gave you the power, the gifts, all the stuff you need inside of you to go and to bear the fruits that you're supposed to, that you're supposed to bear in your life. He says the Father is glorified when we bear much fruit. So we've been pressing in all year long. This is lesson number 41 on, on tremendous fruitfulness. And so today we're going to talk once again about seed time and harvest. Because fruitfulness begins with a seed, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. Fruitfulness begins with a seed. And so seed time and harvest is a principle that has been in the earth, that God set in the earth when he created the earth. He created seed time and harvest. And then he declared that it would never cease. Let's look at this. Seed time and harvest. Number one, the principle of seed time and harvest is constant. It's never going to end. Seed time and harvest. It's always going to work. You put a, a, a bean in the, in the ground or in a little cup. Remember when we did that in kindergarten? You put a bean in a cup. And as long as it meets the right conditions, you put the dirt on it. And you put water on it. And you put it by the sun. It's got, it has to be in the right conditions. You've got to be in the right conditions to bear fruit. As long as, as everything that seed needs to break down. You know every seed carries an assignment. Do you know that God sowed you like a seed into the earth in, in the year, whatever year you were born in? He sowed you into the earth so that you would be a seed that would rise up and bear fruit. You are a seed planted in the kingdom of God. Um, and so seed time and harvest, he said it would be constant. As long as seed meets the right requirements, it will come. It will grow up and mature and be fruitful. Amen? It's got to be in the right atmosphere. got to meet the, the right conditions. So seed time and harvest is constant. So Genesis 8.22 says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. Aren't y'all glad for this little cool snap? Man, I'll tell you, make you want to break out the winter hats and the leather and the boots and, man, the fur. We get, a little bitty, we get a little cold snap. We saw people out on the uh, on the jogging trail by where we live wearing those big winter hats. I'm like, look at that. Something. It gets down to 60 degrees and we're freezing to death. Something. But it's been a hot one, hasn't it? Yes. It's, been, it's been a hot one for sure. But, but God is saying that as long as the earth remains, it, this is going to be a principle that's always going to work. And I, I wanted to look back and see to get some context about what God was talking about when he said this and made this promise. So you go back to where Noah heard from God about building a boat. 
Noah built the boat. Took him like 120 years to build this boat. 120 years. And then finally the flood came. Can you imagine how scary a flood that lasts 40 days and 40 nights would be? I mean, just think about Harvey. Harvey was a few days. And it was terrifying to see that water could come in like it did and just just destroy things like it did. Could you imagine 40 days and 40 nights of Harvey? Mm-mm. Or maybe even worse than Harvey? Yeah, it was pretty frightening. After 120 years of building the boat, he prepared for this disaster for 120 years in building that ark. And so what he did was when Noah, the, the waters receded, all the animals got off the boat, the people got off the boat, and Noah prepared an altar for the Lord and gave God an offering. What a beautiful thought. We, 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 I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say it. It might not have been Jesus. Yes. <laughs> what an awesome idea, though. After you've gone through something to bring God an offering. Yeah. After you made it through. Some people didn't make it out of the stuff you made it out of. Come on, But you made it out. Come on, And Noah made it out. He and his family were the only ones. Imagine what it was like hearing the people say, let us in. We believe you now. Let us in. Let us in. And he couldn't open the ark after it had been sealed up and shut up. He couldn't open it. Mm -mm. He couldn't open it. Mm. But what a wonderful thing Noah did was to build the Lord an altar And God was so pleased with his offering that God made this promise. So number two, Noah's faith and offering caused God to make the promise of perpetual seed time and harvest. It was because of a seed that Noah sowed, because of an offering that he made. Genesis 8, 20 through 22 says, Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and there he sacrificed as burnt, what? Offerings, the animals and birds that had been approved for that purpose. Now wouldn't you think animals and birds are a little scarce now? So it was a sacrifice. Yeah. It was a sacrifice. It says in verse 21, And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the... Sacrifice. Would y'all underline the word sacrifice right there? And said to himself, I will, God said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. So sacrifice. Noah gave a sacrifice. And the sacrifice was pleasing to God. Noah gave an offering. And remember we, we saw that last week. That when they gave the offering to Paul, the offering went this way. But the sacrifice went this. The aroma went up before God. So that's what happened here. And so... It was a sacrifice and it was an offering that Noah made that made God even make this promise to us. So number two, we will get back a harvest of what of whatever we give out as a seed. Number three. Is it no, no it's number two, isn't it? No, it's number three. Okay. Oh bless the Lord. I got two number twos on mine. Bonus. Alright. So we'll get back a harvest of whatever we give out as a seed. We will get back. Get back is your blanket. We will get back a harvest of whatever we give out as a seed. So whatever you're giving out. We talked about this last week. If you want kindness back in your life, you need to do what? Give some kindness. If you want favor in your life, what do you want to do? Be intentional about the things that you're giving out. 
You want somebody to help you sometime when you need help? You don't even know what's in your future or what kind of help you're going to need. But if you'll go ahead and get your seed in the ground, when your time comes, God will already have raised up somebody to use their power, ability, and influence to help you. So we ought to be intentional about the things that we're doing and the things that we're giving out because whatever I sow, I'm going to get it back. This is a perpetual, constant law as long as the earth remains. It's a natural law, but it is a spiritual law too. The world calls it karma. God calls it seed time and harvest. What you give out is what you're going to get back. So look at Galatians 6, 7 through 10. It says, do not be deceived. So don't get this twisted, God is saying. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit... Wait a minute, does that make it a spiritual law? Yes, it does. He who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap... If we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all. Would y'all underline that? Do good to all. I know I put it on font number seven because there were a lot of scriptures this morning. So you might have been able to get your pen between the lines. But <laughs> therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. In other words, those who are part of your church family. Message translation. Listen to this. Don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, Ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds, but the one who plants in response to God, letting God's Spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life, eternal life. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. Woo, y'all got to put a star beside that. Don't get fatigued. Don't get worn out. Amen. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up. Or quit. Amen. We saw last week that God says He is not unrighteous to forget. Come on now. He is not unrighteous to forget how you've been sowing and you've been yes. giving into the kingdom. All the times you get up early and you come to church to do whatever it is that you do for the kingdom of God. God is not unrighteous to forget. He will not forget yes. what Amen. you do in, in your serving Amen. for God. Amen. And so, don't quit. Amen. Don't give up. You know, I think so many people... Stop just short of the finish line. Or they stop just way way before the finish line. Just get worn out and quit. You know, Jesus says, Take my yoke upon me and learn upon you and learn from me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So his his yoke is easy, but it shouldn't be too heavy. We should have joy while we're serving God. It's fun serving God. I wouldn't want to live any other way than than loving God and serving God and having him at the very center of my life. I don't want to live any other fun without God is not fun. Amen. 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 So Luke 9.62 says, No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. I mean, there's so many analogies in the Word of God that have to do with sowing and reaping and, and farming. So so once we put our hand to the plow, there's no looking back. All right, amen. <laughs> there's no stopping. There's no quitting. How many of you need a don't quit sticker? Yes. Who, who can get in my office right quick? Yuri, can you get in my office? Pastor Robert, would you look in my office on my credenza in the very back there? Open the door on the left and pull out the don't quit stickers. I just sense in my spirit somebody needs a don't quit sticker in my office. Yeah, you can get the door open. Yeah, so we don't quit. Once we put our hand to the plow, we don't quit. We don't look back. We just keep plowing. Amen. You can't plow looking backwards. You gotta look forward if you're gonna plow. Amen. 
Amen. So Luke 6, 37 through 38, it says, Judge not, and you'll not be judged. Condemn not, and you'll not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So the way you're giving it out is the way you're going to get it back. Proverbs 11.25, a generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Why? Because you're refreshing others. You're, put, you're putting that seed out there. If you're refreshing others, you can expect a harvest. Now, if I put it out in seed form, when you get a harvest, you when you plant a seed, you plant one seed, right? right. Or you plant a row of seeds. But what you get up is thousands of seeds. Amen. 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 So think about what you're giving out as a seed. It's coming back. Pressed down, shaking together, running over. It's going to come back to me in abundance. Yes. Whatever it is I'm giving, that's what I'm going to get back. So Hebrews 13, 16 says, And do not forget to do good, to share and share and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, which I'll underline the, underline the word sacrifices again. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. All right, are we number three, number four? I don't want to fight y'all. Number four, all right. Harvest comes back the same way we give our seed. It comes back the same way. All right, here. Who needs a don't quit sticker? Raise your hand if you don't have a don't quit Everybody who does not have a don't quit sticker, let Pastor Robert come and minister to you a don't quit sticker. Put it somewhere where you can remember not to quit, not to give up, to keep going. Come on, somebody get some more. Julie, get some from him, and y'all, I'll make it quick. You're taking my time. Get some to Gary. Stick it on your, on your, I've got, I've, look, I've got them all on my, my notebook where I preach. I've got one on the back and on the front. In case I want to quit in the beginning or quit at the end, I'm ready. I'm ready to, to encourage myself with a don't quit sticker. We don't get to quit. I've decided to follow Jesus. Amen. What's the old song say? I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Though none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. Um, what's, what's the other one? The world, the, the world behind me, the cross before me. No turning back, no turning back. So there's no turning back and there's no quitting. Take that sticker and put it on your refrigerator. If you started a diet and you're thinking about quitting, look at that don't quit sticker. Amen. Amen. So we just don't quit. We don't ever get to quit. Okay, let me see where I, I was on number four, right? Yeah. Okay, the same way you give it out. All right, so, so look, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 7, it says, But this I say, this I say, he who does what? Sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart. In other words, it's intentional. Yes. I'm intentional about what I'm giving out because I'm seed-minded. Amen? Amen. Is your back hurting? Do you want to sit in one of those blue chairs right there? You can turn one around and put your feet up in the other one. Go ahead. There's nothing worse when your back hurts. Come on now. I don't know. A toothache's pretty bad. <laughs> Turn the other chair around so she can... Is it help you put your feet up? No, that's be good. 
You sure? Well, if you want to, you're welcome to put your feet in our chairs. Our chairs ain't fancy. <laughs> and if they were, you can still put your feet in. Amen. More important than the chair. Amen. Amen. All right. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart. In other words, it's intentional. My giving is intentional because I know I'm going to get back what I give out. Not So I'm not going to give grudgingly or necessity. So let's just say, you know, I'm going to give Michelle $100. Let's just pretend this is $100. That's how I'm gonna get it back. If I give it to if I give it out like with attitude or grudgingly, I don't really want to give it to you. <laughs> you know, that's how I'm gonna get it back. I don't want it back like that. I want something to be happy to be given to me. Amen? Amen. Whatever whatever I'm giving, I want him to be happy to give it back. Alright? So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves what kind of giver? He loves a cheerful giver. Amplified says he takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver whose heart is in his giving. So God wants your heart to be involved in your giving. Amen. So we, you know, um, well, let's just move on. Number two, sacrificial serving for the next generation. Our serving is a seed. When we serve God and we serve others, it's a seed that we get that we give out, amen, amen, into the kingdom of God. So we have a responsibility for this next generation that's coming up. You know, as I think about all the seeds that were being planted when I came into the kingdom of God and I went to my very first church, they were still preaching the word. They were still singing praise and worship. You know, they were still doing uh, perfecting, what they call perfecting classes, where we would go and, you know, do like we have our firm foundation classes. I got in all of that. I, I, I submitted myself to whatever, whatever, the, if the door was open, my behind was in the church. Because I really love Mr. Jesus. I got saved for real. Come on here. For real. And, and, and I was in church every day. If, if it needed to be painted, oh, oh, I'll paint it. I'll paint it. If they, they said, well, we need somebody to run down for, for women's ministry. I'll do it. I'll do it. If you ever run down, no, but show me and I'll do it. Amen. So they just put colored tape on stuff so I knew what to plug in where. And there I was with a smile, ready to run sound for women's ministry. I didn't know what I was doing, but I just knew I had a heart to serve. Amen. I, I, I mean, I wanted to do whatever I got. I was so happy. Yes. God had forgiven me. I, wasn't, I was 31 before I gave my life to Jesus. So I had a whole lot of stuff. I was glad he took off my plate. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So I was so happy to get to serve anywhere that I could, any way that I could. And um, so it was a seed. And I declare, I know that's why it has come back to me in the harvest that it has with the people who serve here at this church. I've never seen people serve like these people serve in this Amen. church. I mean, it's just a blessing. Amen. 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 To all of you. To all of you. Can I just have the volunteers stand up <coughs> who came in this week and put in ceiling, who, who ran cords, who... Who, who just who did the extra this week. Come up and stand up. He put in ceiling tiles this week. Who, who came and helped him on the other side. Where's Kimo? Kimo, stand up. Kimo, stand up. Kimo. Kimo. Who else? Who else came and helped all week? I mean, what a blessing. Look at him. Look at, look at Miss Susan standing on the top of the ladder. <laughs> Running our Ethernet cable from over here. She ran it from over here all the way over into the new sanctuary over to where our new, this is where our new sound booth is going to be. This, this part right here. Our new sound booth is going to be all tricked out. 
<laughs> yes, hallelujah. So, so anyway, I just am so grateful for the people who come and serve like they do. And I know that my seed has been in the ground for many years. Amen? Amen. And it's coming up, a harvest like that. Anytime my apostle will call, you know, Sally, can you come paint a curtain? The curtain at Lakewood Church that is, is now his East Campus, which is going to be Love City for Teens. He called and asked me to paint that thing. That thing was... Like from that wall to that wall, at least, it may have even been more. On, on a hot day, out in the parking lot, painted, painted with four different colors of paint uh, to faux paint this big curtain to hang back up on the, on the backdrop over there at his church. Yes, sir. What did I charge him? Nothing. Amen. I'm serving. Amen. Amen. I know I get back a harvest of yes. serving when I serve as unto the Lord. He asked me to go be on the television show or, or to, to stand and do interviews with people coming into the church. I'm like, yes, sir. Whatever you need me to do. Why? It's a seed. And I know it's going to come back in my church because I go with a cheerful attitude. I'm, I'm early or I'm on time. I don't go straggling in just any time because I'm doing it for free. Amen. Come on now. <laughs> Got a time Excellence on my seat. <clears throat> Why? Because I want excellence coming back. I don't want somebody giving back to me all raggedy. Come Amen. on. Amen. So I give my best seat in excellence. Amen? Amen. So it comes back that way. So we have a responsibility to raise up this generation. And um, so, you know, that, that's why I served like I did. But, but we, they, were, they were doing the work when I got there. So I feel like I've received this precious thing from God called the gospel. And we've got to pass it off to this next generation. Amen? Yes, amen. That's why we're raising up new people in here to go to class, to learn firm foundation, to go into leadership, to know how to, to stand up and be a leader in the church. It's the will of God that you don't just get your ticket punched for heaven, live and die and go to heaven. There's something you're supposed to do with that dash. Yes. It's called purpose. It's called destiny. Yes. And it has yes. to do with destiny in the kingdom of God, Amen. in the church. Amen. Amen. All right. So uh, Psalm 78, 4 says, we're not keeping this to ourselves. We're passing it along to the next, what? Generation. Generation. God's fame and fortune, the marvelous things he has done. So number two, we all have a share of the work to do. Titus 1.5 says, this is what Paul told um, Titus. He said, I left you on the island of Crete so you could complete our work there. We got work to complete here at Acceleration Amen. Church. Amen. Amen. We, we, we're almost finished up there. We're so close. Yes. It's scary. Yes, yes. I cannot wait. But we still we still have some work that needs to be done in there, like painting. We're going to yes. have us a painting pizza party. Yes. Amen. 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 P-Y-O-P, bring your own pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... But we all have a share of the work to do. And so there's some work that needs to be completed here. He says, and appoint elders in each town as I instructed you. So we're raising up more teachers in here. I want people to get finished with leadership development so I can take you through ministry development. So you're the ones who are teaching. And then I'm not supposed to be the only one teaching. Pastor Carolyn and um, uh, uh, Dwight Dwight and Nick. Nick. They're not supposed to be the only teachers. Y'all, there's probably some teachers in here that we need to raise up. Amen. 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 So you got to avail yourself to it. Get in and get finished. Ephesians 4, 11 through 12 is the sin. He himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. What? For the equipping of the saints. That's all of y'all. For the equipping of the saints. It's not a statue on the wall. That's you. You are the saints of God. For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Amen. So there's work in the ministry that we, that we are all supposed to do. All right. Is it number three? All right. When we each do our share, it causes the church to grow. 
Ephesians 4.16, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So when every person is doing what they're called to do, doing your part, sowing your seeds of serving, amen, Amen. it causes the growth of the body of the edifice. It's because we're doing it with a heart full of love. Amen. Amen. Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you to do. You should be becoming a disciple or you ought to be making disciples. Amen. You become a disciple so you can turn around and make more. Amen. And that's for every single one of us. Amen. That's not just for me to do. I'm supposed to raise you up so you do it. Amen, Amen somebody. And I'm Amen. a forward. It says we have the responsibility to raise up our children in yes, faith. Hallelujah. Our children. That's why I'm so excited <clears throat> about this new children's ministry because we're going to be able to do so much more yes. um, in teaching them. Matthew 19, 13 through 15. Then little children were brought to him that he might put his hands on them and pray talking about Jesus. But the disciples rebuked him. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed from there. So that's why I'm so eager to build that out. Isaiah 54, 13 says, all your children will be taught by the Lord. And your children will have unlimited peace. Amen. Now, <laughs> when we do children's ministry, we have teachers that are teaching. But don't you think for a second that the Spirit of God is not back there teaching them themselves right. yes. at the level that they can understand it. We're going to present children's ministry that will be second to none. I'm sending our ministers, our children's ministers to conferences, to camps, to whatever we can send them to. So that we are doing the absolute best children's ministry that we can possibly do. Amen. And even though it's teachers teaching, you know, the Lord is the one who's amen, talking. Amen, 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 amen. Proverbs 22, 6, we have a responsibility to do this. Amen. Yes, yes. We just don't throw them in there and babysit. No. Oh, no, that's not what we're doing. No. We're raising up children that yes. will be able to go to school and not be ashamed of the gospel, yes. not be ashamed of the stand of the first amendment right, which is freedom of speech and declare the name of Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he He will will not not depart depart from from it. It takes a village and a church. Yes, it does. Amen. Amen. The village is from the church is part of the village. So you got to get them here for that. And you know what? We ought to be rounding up more kids from the neighborhood. Kids from their school. You minister to the kid and get the kid hooked on church, and then the parents might come. Amen. Amen. And a whole life, a whole family's life has changed. And on track for victory because you just brought a child from the neighborhood. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, mm. bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Amen. So, um, we're going to be bringing the word to them in a way that they can receive it, and uh, they're going to be able to stand strong like giants in their generation. What if this is the last generation? Come on now. Amen. The Lord said he's coming. He said, when he comes, it'll be like in the days of Noah. Yes. Come on, Pastor. In the days of Noah, they were marrying, giving in marriage. Everything, all is well. Everything's normal. Yeah, there's Noah with that boat over there. There's those Christians talking about Jesus coming back. They've been saying that for 2,000 years. Where is he? Ain't here yet. My grandma and them said he was coming back. And my grandma and them said, her grandma and them said he was coming back. And he still ain't come back. Come well, on, he said, Pastor. you don't know the day or the hour. Right. He's coming like a thief in the night. Yes. And what if our kids are the kids yes. who are called by God to bring to, to bring yes. in this end-time revival, yes. this end-time harvest? Yes. we got to get them ready for that. Yes. we gotta, we got to prepare them. Like, uh, what was that show, Terminator? Yes. Where 
from the future, she was from the future, she got in the future, went back, or how did that work? But she, but she raised her kid to be prepared for what she knew was coming because she'd already right. been to the future. You can go to the back of the book and visit the future and Come see on now, that he's coming again. Amen. Yes. So we have, and it's going to be, it's going to be bad times. You know, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of pleasure, not lovers of God. I mean, when you look it all up, it's frightening the things that are going to be happening. Lawlessness yes. will cause many people to fall away. Not us. Amen. Yeah, amen. And not our children. We have to stand and choose to stand in such a way that our children will see our example. Yes. And be the giants they need to be to yes. usher in the second coming of Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. I, I saw a little saying that said, if we do not teach our children to follow Christ, the world will teach them not to. Ooh, yes. Come on now. So we need more volunteers, more people to help in children's ministry. Yes. So how do you do that? Go on our app. Go on the Acceleration Church app and sign up on the volunteer section. and We'll get you in on all this training that we're going to be doing. All right, let's look at number three, sacrificial sowing. Because if we're going to build this out for the kids, it's going to take money. Amen. And we're the ones called together here like jigsaw puzzle pieces to get this, this thing accomplished, to get it done. And so it, God puts the money in our hands to bring into the church so that we can get it done. Amen. Amen. Many hands make a light load. Yes. And so let's look. It's always been, number one, the will of God for the hearts of the people of God to be stirred, to give, to build the house of God, to do the work of God. Amen. Y'all get that? First blank is will. Second blank is people. House and work. So it's always been the will of God for the hearts of the people of God to be stirred up. And that's what I'm doing today. Is stirring up your hearts to be ready to give towards this new children's ministry, this new sanctuary, so that we can grow and affect and, and reach more people. Amen? Which is the will of God for our lives and for our church and for every church. All right, Exodus 25, 2. When, when God got ready to build the tabernacle, Moses got ready to build the tabernacle, God gave him instructions. He didn't say, just go chop down some trees. He said, tell the people of God to bring an offering. And that's what made it holy. Amen? Because the people of God brought it. It says, speak to the children of Israel that they bring me an offering. From everyone who gives it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. So the people of God, with their hearts stirred and their affections set on the house of God, they brought the materials that built the tabernacle of God in the wilderness. Amen. Same thing as David received an offering to build the, the temple the temple mount there in Israel, um, Solomon's temple. And then we know it was built again. Herod rebuilt the temple. but um, And they're preparing to rebuild another temple over there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's another end time prophecy that's coming to pass. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so, um, the people of God, God stirs our hearts to bring in an offering to build the house of God. So number two, preparing my head with the scriptures on sacrificial sowing. So I've got I to gotta get my mind focused on sowing and, and to, be, to be willing to sacrifice. And that's what we've seen all through the scriptures this morning is that word sacrifice kept jumping out at us, right? And so we have to prepare ourselves for sacrifice because that's something that's intentional. Amen. Just like I said, being intentional about the things you're giving out because that's what you want to get back. So you've got to be intentional with sacrifice. When you, If you're going to sacrifice, that means you're going to have to plan how you're going to be able to give in this offering that we're going to receive on the 17th of November. You're going to have to plan because you don't want to take from your regular tithes and offerings. So the regular tithes and offerings pay for the building that we have right now. 
but to move forward with this vision moment and this vision seed, um, you have to prepare. So you want to take the next five weeks, whatever it is that we have, and set a little something aside. And that's why we're going to be fasting while we do it, so that we stay in the Spirit. Because your flesh don't ever want to get involved with the things of God. Come on, your flesh wants to stay home and lay on the couch and, and eat ice cream and watch football. Yes. But your spirit man wants to serve God. And so your spirit has to rule over your flesh. That's why we're fasting to put the flesh under so the spirit can rise up and rule. Amen? Amen. So we can um, decide, okay, if I take $10 a week, if I take $20 a week, I'll be able to give a $100 offering or an $80 offering. If I give $50 a week, whatever whatever you feel like you can set aside to bring it. Last year we received this offering. How much was that, Murray, last year? Wasn't it like $16,000 that we received last year? Or was it twenty? It was 16. It was 16 or 20. I can't remember. 16 is too <clears> my head. But we were able to, to build out everything that we built out over here with $16,000, which was amazing. Amen. It was amazing. Amen. We did a lot of the work ourselves. Praise God. Praise God. And Pastor Robert, being the bulldog that he is, yeah. with his tenacity, decided this stage was going to be moved from over there to over here. <laughs> he, got, he got it moved. Amen. And, uh, so we did, we did a lot of things ourselves. We were really able to make God's money stretch. And we, we promise to do that. Miss Toby and, and Murray and I, we watch over the finances of this church. And now you'd be surprised what we do with what we have. Amen. It, it's amazing that we're able to make stretch for what we have. Amen. So, um, so we're going to be sacrificing. So you've got to prepare your head, prepare your mind. Second Corinthians 8, 1 through 3 says, Now, friends, I want to report on the surprising and generous ways in which God is working in the churches in Macedonia province. Fierce troubles came down on the people of those churches, pushing them to the very limit. The trial exposed their true colors. They were incredibly happy, though desperately poor. The pressure triggered something totally unexpected, an outpouring of pure and generous gifts. I was there and saw it for myself. They gave offerings of whatever they could, far more than they could afford. Think about the widow of Zarephath. And you think about, well, God's asking me for an offering. He sees what my financial situation is. He's asking you for an offering to help you get out of it. Because whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. See, it's a supernatural thing. When you sow into the kingdom of God, the, the sacrifice goes up before God. You, you have a heavenly account. We read that scripture this week. He said, I, I, I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Yes. So as you give this way, it goes up into your account there. And then God talks to somebody somewhere to use their power, ability, and influence to help you. Amen. Sometimes it's not money that you need. It's favor for yes. an open door. Sometimes it's something that your, that your education could never get for you. Sometimes it's something that you need right on time, right here, right now. And God will do it, like down to the last detail and number. Amen. But yes. that's because I'm given to support the kingdom of God. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all, all these, these things, things will be added unto you. What <clears throat> things? He said, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Don't worry about where you're going to live. He said, when you seek first the kingdom of God, all these things will be added unto you. So it's a spiritual principle. Well, I know I know what I'm talking about. Amen. Think about the widow at Zarephath. You would think, how dare God ask her to give a seed? How dare he ask her to give? She's a poor little widow woman, just her and her son. And all she's got is a little bit of flour, enough to fill up her hand, and a little tiny bit of little corner of oil left. And she's going to mix that together, make a little cake for her and her son. They're going to eat it and die because there's a drought, and there's, there's famine in the land, and there's no more. That's all she's got. And the man of God said, don't worry. Go do it as you've said, but make me a little cake from it first. Then make a meal for you and your son. 
See, if you don't pay attention, you'll miss things like that. So he, she made a small cake for the man of God and brought it to him. He says, thus says the Lord God. She stepped out there and gave out of her need. Out of the last that she had, she gave. And he said, thus says the Lord, that jar and that bin is not going to draw, is not going to run out until after this is all over with. This drought, this famine is all over with. So she was sustained. She and her child, because of the offering that she gave, she gave out of her need. And look what this says. They gave out of their need. They gave whatever they could, far more than they could afford. So it's like, you know, even the widow who put in the two mites we talked about last week. Jesus was watching what they were putting in the offering. He saw people come and put it out of their abundance. But this one widow came and put in two cents. He said, you see, she's put in more than all the rest of these because she put in all that she had. See, God doesn't look at your little offering and say, well, I can't do nothing with that. God can take the two cents of the little widow woman yes. and a little bit of uh, flour and, and oil. He yes. can do something with your seed. Yes. It may not get anybody else's <clears throat> attention, but I guarantee you it will get God's attention. Because yes. he knows what to sacrifice. It's between you and God. Amen? Because yes. you know, he knows what to sacrifice, and you know what to sacrifice for you. David Amen. said, I will not bring my God something that doesn't cost me something. Ooh, come on, that's good. It's got to cost me something or I'm not bringing it to God. Yes. Number three, preparing my heart for sacrificial sowing. So I've got to get my head wrapped around the fact that God loves a cheerful giver, that God expects me to sacrifice, and that's that's where he gets to bless me. So, so uh, number three, preparing my heart for sacrificial sowing. So they were getting ready to receive an offering to build the... the the temple in Jerusalem, and David received an offering from the people, and he stepped up and gave himself first. First Chronicles twenty nine three. He said, "He says, moreover, because I have set my what, I have set my affection, I have set my affection like a dial. It's not set on football. Not there's anything wrong with football. It's not set on fishing. It's not set right now. I am setting my affection." On the house of my God. Amen. Amen. Because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I've prepared for the holy house. My own special treasure of gold and silver. Matthew 6, 21 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. See, you have control over your heart. Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. So you have the right to tell your heart, Heart, we're getting ready to focus on the house of God. Yes. Amen. <clears throat> All right. So Exodus 35.5. Take from among you an offering to the Lord. Whoever is of a willing heart, heart let him bring an offering to the Lord. Then 2 Corinthians 9, 7-8, it says, So let each one give as he as he purposes in his what? His foot? Heart. Purposes in his heart. Not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. First Chronicles 29.9, after they give it, it said, Then the people rejoice, for they had offered willingly, because with a loyal, what? Heart. heart. They had offered willingly to the Lord, and King David also rejoiced greatly. So their heart, God wants your heart involved in your giving. He does not want you to just throw a token at the, at the offering bucket when it goes by. He wants you to think about what you're sowing. Love on it. It's not really an offering or a sacrifice if I just threw anything in there. It's got to be something that you prayed about, that you heard from God about. Amen. All right. Did I read 1 Chronicles 29.9? Yeah, number four. Did I read it? Yeah. Y'all sure? You can go back over it, though. Number four. Preparing my hand with the sacrificial seed. 
preparing my hand. So I'm preparing my head, preparing my heart, and preparing my hand with the sacrificial seed. Deuteronomy 16, 16 through 17. They, three times a year, the children of Israel had to appear before the Lord with an offering. Three times a year. Three times a year they had to bring an offering. And it, it coincided with the harvest. See, we're in harvest season right now. That's why we timed it this way. He says, and look at this. Deuteronomy 16, 16. Y'all don't put y'all stuff up yet. I'm still teaching. It says, and they shall not appear before the Lord. What? Empty-handed. Empty-handed. Every man shall give as he is able. able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God, which he has given you. So it's according to what you have. Not what somebody else. So we're not comparing ourselves or whatever. We're just looking at what we have. And in Colossians 3, 23 through 24, it says, Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. So when we receive our offering that day, it will be a day of worship. A day of worshipful giving. Giving for the house of God. Giving for the next generation to receive what we've received. Amen. Amen. To receive it. Praise God. Well, let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for this word that was sown in our hearts today as we were focusing on seed, time, and harvest. God, we ask you to let it pass from our heads and to drop as revelation knowledge in our hearts. Lord, let us recognize areas where we could sow seed that would change really even the course of our lives right now. That we, there's a, something that we have we could sow, whether it's kindness, whether it's an open door for someone else. God, you provide open doors for us. So, Lord, we thank you that, that you speak to us all this week and talk to us about sacrifice. Talk to us and give us examples. Talk to us like only you can through the power of your Holy Spirit. We, we just ask you to minister to us so we grow into another level of fruitfulness. Lord, we would not recognize ourselves by the end of this year. Thank you, Father. We give you praise and glory for choosing us and anointing us and appointing us. Lord, we have real purpose, real destiny in our lives. We're not just here existing. You have a real destiny. And so, Lord, we just ask you to reveal that to us. To give us a, a desire and a hunger and a thirst to walk that out. We're meant for more. So, God, we just ask you to let our ears be open to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us. And you, Father, we receive it in Jesus' name. And with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, you say, Pastor Sally, I'm not right with God this morning. I'm not right with God, but I want to be right with God. You say, Pastor Sally, I, I, I'd like for you to pray for me this morning. Help me pray this morning so that I can receive Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. I did that when I was 31 years old. I knelt down in my closet. It's 25 years ago. I knelt down in my closet and I threw my hands in the air. And I said, I'm through running, God. I give you my heart, my life, all that I have. I want your way, your will for my life. Not mine anymore. I've made a mess of things. But I totally, completely give you all that I am and all that I have. And from that day forward, my life has never been the same. Sure, I've gone through some things I didn't enjoy or didn't want to go through, but I didn't go through it by myself, and I made it out. Because God promises He'll never leave us and He'll never forsake us. So now I'm about to pray. You want to be right with God. Very holy moment we choose to make Jesus Lord. So just repeat after me. Say, Father, I confess to you that I am a sinner. I have messed up, sometimes on purpose, and sometimes I'm sure I just didn't know. But I ask you to forgive me. I believe 
Jesus died on that cross and paid for my sins. I believe that you raised him from the dead on the third day. Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Teach me. Guide me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'm trusting you alone to save me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, look at me. You prayed that prayer. Congratulations. You just became a child of God. Your name's been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And you know, nobody gets to sneak into heaven. you got to let somebody know that you that you chose Jesus today. And so what I'd like for you to do is just to simply take your connection card and fill it out. Make sure you write plain so that I can read it. Put your phone number on there. Then on the back, there's a place for you to, to declare that you've chosen Jesus today. Just a little box that says, yes, I choose Jesus and commit my life to Christ as my Lord. And then what you're going to do is take this card over here. Um, to where Mr. Ernest is going to be standing, right over, right over there. And he has a special gift for you, as well as a little map that I want to give you. See the one that says Jesus on the front? Would you take that out, Ernest? It says Jesus on the front. And open it up so they can see out here. On the inside, there's a little map that shows you what your next steps are in Christ. And that's what you really need to know, is what do I do next? The first thing you want to do is get baptized. And we'll be excited to do that for you. We're going to be doing those... Um, uh, let's see. Next week. Next week. Next Sunday. Oh my goodness. Next Sunday. So you want to uh, get get signed up to do that on our app. But I'll be calling you about that. But just turn your card in right over here. All right. All right. Well, it's offering time. I got a few people over here that are excited about giving. After the message I just preached, y'all to be excited about giving. Now, come on, it's offering time. turn our tithes and we give our offerings. You know, you haven't begun to give an offering until after you tithe. Amen. And the tithe is the tenth part of your increase. God says we return that to him for all the tithe of the land, he says, is holy. So we return that to him and then we give offerings over and above. Amen. So this is our opportunity to do that. You can give by using the envelope that we have in your in your welcome packet, or you can um, use your cell phone. You can download the Acceleration Church app, hit the Give button, and uh, just give that way from your cell phone. Or what else? Is, is there another way that you can give by your um, by your by a text, Kevin? Right there. Okay. So if you want to just give from your cell phone today, you just text ACCELERATION to 77977. And then all the information will come up that you need to um, to fill it out for your giving. Amen. Amen. I'm so excited, y'all. Things are coming along so fast next door. This week, I just can't, can't just thank everybody enough who came out and helped uh, put the ceiling tiles in and stuff. Because once we get those in, then we're going to paint the ceiling. Then we're going to paint the walls. Then we're going to vacuum. Then we're going to get the lights turned on. And then we're, we'll move over there. Amen. Amen. Well, it's cool outside. Amen. <laughs> we're going to move over there. Mom, you look so cool this morning in your hat. Just cool. Y'all ready to give? All right, let's make a faith declaration. Texans are playing at 12. Can we get the game on like as soon as we... All right, here we go. Father, in Jesus' name, today is the dawning of a new day. My season of frustration and lack is over, and I am walking in a season of love, joy, peace, success, overflow, and prosperity. My love for you, relationship with you, and sensitivity to you is growing closer every day. 
I declare that favor and wisdom for promotion is mine now. You are opening doors for me that no man can shut. Thank you, Father, for watching over your word to perform it in my life. It's causing my life to prosper. I'm in anticipation of the good things you have prepared for me. I am blessed to be a blessing. So as I increase more and more, Father, open my eyes to see ways that I may bless others. I'll be quick to see the need and respond to your voice. Because you have planted Acceleration Church here, Humble, Texas is experiencing revival. I decree that the Spirit of God is drawing multitudes here from the north, south, east, and west. People are responding to your presence, power, and purpose for their lives. We declare that people of all ages, backgrounds, and ethnicities are being impacted forever. In Jesus' name, come on, shout amen.